We're back uh, about 30 seconds before 11 o'clock, our Mellow Joy Coffee time. My pleasure to welcome back to the show New Iberia Mayor Freddie DeCourt. Good morning, sir. Good morning, as always. Great to be here. Appreciate the uh, opportunity, as always. I know we missed you a couple of weeks. No, actually, you did I make popped it. in, yes. Y- you my, did uh, make it in. My plan changed, and I said, hey, I'm going to the radio because I like to come to the radio. There you go. We welcome calls at 367-1240. We ask, though, that you try and keep it consistent with the guest and uh, or topic. City Council met Tuesday night. We'll get into that. But another big weekend, in fact, uh, Bologna Plaza coming alive with carnival rides right now. That's it. You know, uh, Spanish Festival's growing. Uh, they put on a big show last year, and I think they're going to top it this year. So it seems to be getting bigger every year, which is, which is a, a great problem to have. So a little bit of inconvenience downtown, but it's the point of the downtown. You know, you celebrate your community, and what better place for all of our community to celebrate than our historic downtown. So glad to see. Saw this morning they blocked off a little bit of the parking lot and started bringing in carnival rides, and I think that opens probably tomorrow, tomorrow night. So that's awesome. But, yeah, we Hopefully have the a, weather isn't too bad. I'm hoping. We have a little walking parade. Uh, we did a... New little thing called Founders Park that's on the kind of in the city complex. Saw the mosaic yesterday uh, for the first time. That little mosaic was donated, and a uh, Spanish artist did it, and they shipped it here, and we got it up in time. Uh, the park is still being constructed, uh, and that little park is going to tell the history of our twin cities. We have four of them, and it will also, on the back side of those markers, Give some. I'm sure I'll leave people out, so I'm going to apologize from the beginning, but we'll be some of our founding families and kind of make those connections. Uh, in some instances, I can make connections to the cities that we twin with, and other ones, there's not a large con- connection except that they were, you know, uh, French-speaking, and we know some of our people came from there, but it's not as documented as the seven founding families of the Spanish. Um, so I think it's going to be neat. Um but with that, we will unveil that this weekend for them. We have uh, just a ton of events. Um, I have a, I'm hosting a private party. It's uh, about 40, 45 people, I think, in my house tonight that they're bringing the Spanish dignitaries to my house for a little party. So that, that's going to be interesting. So, uh, yeah, busy weekend and, and a good weekend. You know, what makes New Iberia unique is the fact that we have history that nobody else has, and that we're finally beginning to embrace that and celebrate it and uh, realize that we don't need to be Lafayette, Bruce Arthur, Youngsville. We need to be New Iberia. And those kind of connections to that long history that we have here from 1779 on uh, is what's going to make us, you know, uh, a more marketable product. There you go. So, again, uh, Spanish Fest uh, begins in earnest tomorrow. And, again, you know, don't let the weather... Uh, early in the day worry you about tomorrow night because i think it's going to be mainly out of the way by sunset yes that's so, what i was seeing today so that's good that's a good thing let it blow through here and get out of here and then saturday sunday forecast looking real good yep anything else going on in and around town before we jump into tuesday night no let's let's jump on in all right i, I guess you're going to miss then uh, tonight's uh, Chamber of Commerce fest. I, I, that's the only reason i won't be there is uh and and this was scheduled a good while back, and so uh, and they just came in yesterday evening, and so yeah, I, I unfortunately won't be able to make the, the chamber banquet this year. I will be hosting a little banquet myself, and I reference it because Thomas Falgu was one of the people who addressed the council uh, from yes. the chamber. He did, he did. Kind of brings us up to speed, everyone, and he's going to start doing that more often. 
kind of coming and plugging in, uh, offered to help promote businesses, offered if we're trying to attract some new businesses that the chamber could actually help, um, kind of talked about uh, the services they offer and gave us a little update about, you know, the number of ribbon cuttings and the number of things happening in our facility, the new businesses that are coming. So it was good. And I think uh, Thomas said he was going to try to start doing that two or three times a year, which which will be good, you know. Yeah. One of those ribbon cuttings uh, down the street at Cane River Pecan, uh, uh, the corner of Maine and Jefferson. And did I hear reference to uh, a certain award you received? Yeah, yeah, I did get uh, an award, uh, <laughs> if you will. Uh, but it was good. And the grand opening was, was awesome. And, you know, J.D. Regard and his people have built something really special. Uh, kudos to him and kudos to the community for supporting it. Looks like it's a hit. So the place was packed, uh, probably 150 people, I would guess. Good ribbon cutting. I got a little award. He wants to do a nut of the year every year and then have them all on a wall in there. And, you know, he's got plans. <laughs> and so uh, I'm not going to. The chief nut officer Yeah, because he's the chief nut officer. And, uh, you know, I had some very brief remarks that I won't repeat on the radio. <laughs> uh, I got a little carried away there. But it's good. It's uh, a a. a Good to see a new business. He is my poster child for the tax credits. You know, we put those in place right when I got in office, worked really hard on that. And those national tax credits gave J.D. a 40% tax credit off of his investment. And I got to put his business on the street, but it was very sizable. So it allowed him uh, to make that investment. And he, he'll tell you himself it wouldn't have happened if not for those tax credits. So he is a prime example of what you can do in a national historic district. Um, so really proud of that, and, uh, yeah, it's got a great business. All right. Speaking of the historic district, extended that Tuesday night. We did. We did. We're trying to reach out to Brenda's diner, and uh, Dr. Henderson was the first uh, African-American dentist in New Iberia, and his, she actually owns that building, too, that's right next door. So uh, good history. Brenda's is, is temporarily uh, closed under, you know, remodel. And so we are trying to help her get that back open. We are applying for some grants for her once she had this approval to be in the historic district. So it was a very small bump out little extension. We realized it wasn't that difficult to do after we watched uh, School Days Apartments, you know, did it with a huge project. And we extended it for them. So, well, why wouldn't we extend it for Miss Brenda? Um, a, a long institution here. Food's great. Has a great history. Uh, she's gotten press from Germany and all over the world. So she really, uh, has made a name for herself in the, in the food industry. I know her son, I think it's in Fort Worth. I think see the Dallas of Fort Worth has a huge restaurant in Texas. And I mean, she was no small part of the influence to oh, make him uh, do yes. that. So, uh, and she learned from her mother. She gave us a couple of good little stories of, uh, at the council meeting. And I've talked to her before. But, yeah, I am hoping that we can find some grant money and get her up and running again. For those who aren't aware, and I'm pretty sure that's the building with a mural of her on it, correct? No, no, no. no. That's, that's you thinking about Helen. Okay. You're thinking about Helen's Biscuits. Okay. Uh, Helen's Biscuits. Helen used to work at Dotrius Hospital. I had a dis- well, it's still there, but I had a disease in my leg as a kid. I was on crutches for nine months, and... Uh, 
leg perthes disease and they wanted to like flip my leg around all kind of craziness but anyway i was on go in there and cut it and flip some stuff around they didn't have to do that thank god but i was on crutches for nine months but i had to go to the hospital constantly to get x-rays which is probably going to kill me later but um helen did the biscuits and her biscuits (laughs) at the hospital were i mean amazing and then she made the jump to the new hospital and she did biscuits there and people would come from all over around town to eat her biscuits and every time i went to the hospital my mom had to buy me a biscuit okay then when i was in high school she opened on main street and that's that mural paul shakespeare did on the yellow building a few Mm -hmm. years ago uh because when we were kids i would uh because of the construction company i would walk right there to helen's and get biscuits in the morning for you know all the crew and so I started bringing the football team from Catholic High there because we would have a mass, I think, on game day in the morning. And so I'd, we'd all go eat after. And so uh, I'd get them all to go to Helen's. And, I mean, I was turning anybody I could on big. I mean, giant, looked like a dog's head, you know, big biscuit, <laughs> you know, really good. And uh, anyway, so that's Helen's you're thinking of. Okay. 21 years I'm in town. That's the first time I've heard of her. That's yeah, great. And she had this dial collection, and you'd walk in the place, and it was kind of kind of whack. It was so – dolls were hanging everywhere, everywhere. So it was really to the wild. point where it was creepy? Yeah, it was kind of creepy. Yeah. Like you'd walk down the hall, down the little entry. It was pretty creepy. But great lady. Uh, I knew her son. He, he passed away uh, just a couple of years ago, and I kept bugging him for the biscuit recipe. But uh, anyway, that's another story. All right. Uh, again, uh, getting back to Tuesday night, sure. uh, Kathleen Terrio discussed National Crime Victims Week. Yeah, and they do such a good job. She's such an advocate for people who need her, and uh, unfortunately, you know, she's busy. So that that's good and brings awareness to her programs, and there'll be a little downtown event uh, that she does every year at the Pavilion. So she kind of uh, raises awareness for, for all those issues, and unfortunately, you know, there is too much violent crime everywhere. And uh, they deal with a lot of victims and do people a lot of good. All right. And uh, another person who addressed the council, uh, Catherine and Dean Watney, on Mental Health Awareness Month and the Bayou Side Family Fun Run. In fact, Dean brought me a sign to put in the window today. Good, good. And that's another, you know, that's a couple that have long taken on the challenge of mental health awareness and uh, outreach. And have done a really good job of that. And they come every year, and uh, their Bayou Side runs getting bigger and bigger, and that's a really good thing to see. But they, you know, kudos to them because they've done a lot of hard work for a long time. Yeah, and again, the sort of double entendre, the, the run is by the Bayou, but it's also to Bayou. suggest someone's Bayou. Yeah, yeah, you know? I thought that was kind of cool. Absolutely. So a couple of ordinances were up for adoption, uh, one amending the budget, uh, a portion to, to inform the public about millage renewal for the road program. That is going to give the city a tool of some money to inform the public, not to influence the public, but to inform them. And this is a repeat, but hopefully not a repeat, of the millage that isn't an increase that would not do anything to your current tax burden that we tried to do last year that barely missed it. We uh, didn't make the cut by 133 votes. When I kind of surveyed people after, we really found that many people thought it was a new tax and would have supported it. Uh, We even have had people uh, recently who said, you know, I see you might be contemplating bringing that back. I didn't vote for it last time. This time I kind of understand and see that if we don't do that, once the road program stops, nothing else is going to happen. 
So we talked about it as a council decided we would attempt it one more time because we all realize 20% of the roads are good. We're addressing 20%. If we don't have some funding source in place to float some more bonds, we basically will not do any more road programs, which means 60% of our roads will not get the attention that they need. So we're going to try one more time, but this time we are taking a small amount of city money to educate the public and to really get it out there. Um, I'll tell you who does a great job, like the school board. The school board has had their millage renewed since the 70s. They do what they say with it. It's dedicated, just like ours would be. Ours is only going to one thing, which is road repair. And the current one is dedicated, and, too. Yes, and the current one is dedicated, so. too. So the help of that and watching their example and the marketing they put together, the, the outreach they do to educate people, we, we realize that we fell short on that last time. So we're going to give that a shot. That's what that's about. All right. And that'll be October? Yes. Okay. Because there's two elections in the fall, October. Correct, then, correct. Um, for any runoffs needed in November. Yes, sir. And, and, and other things can be put on it, too. Yes, sir. So we're going to go for October. All right. Uh, another ordinance uh, levying the millages for uh, the coming yes, year. Yes, which, of course, we left exactly as they were. We're not trying to raise anybody's millages. Was so. there room to if, if you uh, chose to? Yeah, I kind of think I we, know the parish is pretty the, much. Yeah, I think down. we actually could, but but that's not our intention at all, and wasn't our intention. Gotcha. Several resolutions up for adoption, uh, declaring April as Fair Housing Month in the city. Yeah, not a bad thing to declare. So uh, that's good, um, and that's just a, something we do every year. All right, adopting the citizen participation plan in connection with. Uh, the LCDBG funding, a slum and blight project. Uh, I know you talked new. a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, that's something cool. We found out that we could apply for to get a half a million dollars to put in our war chest to demo houses and commercial buildings. So we're looking into that. We won't have the real parameters till next week. We've asked a bunch of questions, um, but it's something we're very hopeful, and this was one of the first steps was that, you know, the council approved me doing that. So we are trying to leverage some money that we have, end up with half a million dollars. We would end up paying the legal and the administrative fees to tear something down. We're paying that anyway. And then on top of that, we're paying to tear it down. Now, up to a half a million dollars over the next three years, they would pay to tear it down. So it will definitely make our money go further because we have, we always have about a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand at any one time in that account to tear, you know, condemn properties down to work with compliance and try to clean things up for people in the neighborhoods where they're affected. So we're hopeful that we can pull this off, but that was the first step. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wonder too, if people know you have the resources to demolish a building, do you think it incentivizes them to do something about it? Sometimes it does. It's such a lengthy process. I mean, you're looking at that and you see the meetings. Sometimes it's uh, 160 days from the time they first, enter the chambers and tell us, you know, what's your plan? What are you going to do? It, it takes forever, and we do give people chances because we would rather represent a building and a, a, you know, a house than an empty lot. So we constantly are trying to prod people along. But I do find every once in a while when they see some houses being torn down, which we do, they realize, okay, you know, they, they come in. This half a million we think will be some quick money and will – if it works the way we are hoping, 
it, it would be accelerated. It would be faster than, you know. Once, you, once it was declared, once you Once it could. was declared, right. Yeah. If you remember, what, a year ago, I tried to bring 20 houses at once, <laughs> and then the meetings were three and four hours long, and I wore out the city attorney, I wore out Jimmy Landry, you know. It, it just it was too many at once. We are hoping with this money that there is a portion of it that we could possibly streamline and move those along faster. We'll still continue to do the ones we're doing, and, and all of that's really complaint-driven. I mean, nobody has time to just ride around and target stuff. That's not, that's not our intention. But uh, even with the complaint-driven responses, you know, we, we're very busy. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there are too many of them. But uh, my hope is that this money will be a little faster and uh, that we can really do some good. All right. Another uh, resolution dealt with the um, Pepperplex uh, concessions restroom project. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what that was. Is that uh, with Freeman's? and? Yeah, well, Freeman's is in. That's, that's done. Right. That, That's that I was... think this was a small change order, but it wasn't yes. much. It yeah. wasn't much. All right. How are things over there? That's going good. You know, all the fields of turf, that's finished. The concession, the new concession stand should open, uh, I figure they probably have two months. Um, there's still some concrete work to do. There's still some drainage work. I know what that was. I had to get warmed up. We are replacing those telephone poles that really look ratty that are the bumpers in the parking lot. It's just old, used telephone poles. Okay. And they look like old, used telephone poles. So we're replacing that. We got fifty thousand dollars. They lay flat. Yes, yes. Sir. Okay. We got fifty thousand dollars, which is going to let us put four hundred and four, if I'm correct, bollards in that are six by six marine treated wood, and they will be, you know, those will stand upright. Um, so and be spaced out about every six feet. So that's what that was. That was fifty thousand dollars that we got from the state, and we will be able to uh, border off the parking lot. I had to think for a minute what that was, but all right. Also, uh, you expanded the agenda on a pepperplex issue too. Yes, we did, and boy, man, something about um, tournament uh, notification. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, it's you know, it's not just for the pepperplex. It's the pepperplex. That's true. That's true. And it's for uh, nerd. It's for the recreation department. So what that's going to be is a program that all of the travel ball teams do. Everybody who does big tournaments, you know, utilizes it. Uh, we'll be able to utilize this scheduling. People will be able to go online and schedule and register our summer classes in the park, um, all kind of uh, recreation programs. Everything at the Pepperplex can be scheduled. Richard Romero, who runs our Pepperplex, was familiar with this and utilized these programs in Broussard. So it's the same system, and, and all of these uh, parks are all linked on it. So we really think it could be a good thing because down the road, we see some opportunity being so close to Youngsville and Broussard and their parks being so much bigger than ours that, you know, as their little brother, we're hoping, you know, they can slide us some tournaments. They also can slide us a bunch of practices and you get a fee for every practice. So the combination of all of those possibilities, this is a computer program that is a sports-based database program that is set up to, to handle all of that information. So it's not cheap, but we're going to split the cost between Parks and Rec and the Pepperplex, and we had to expand the agenda because our finance director had negotiated a deal, but it was going to run out for <laughs> locking in the price. In other words, we had very little time so that I could, you know, lock in a price. We will be coming back to meet all the codes and do everything the right way, all the laws. 
We'll be coming back and adopting an ordinance because the long-term agreement will be longer than 24 months. And if you look at our charter, I can't enter into anything longer than 24 months unless it's by ordinance. So we will be coming back and we will be visiting this issue. The price is locked in so that we could proceed, and then we'll do an ordinance so that we can enter into something that is longer than 24 months. Gotcha. Gotcha. Look forward to that. Yep, um, yep. Couple and, and you know, and you mentioned that uh, the overflow and and hopefully that would begat though people saying, "Gee, great facility, let's book our next thing over here if we can." And look, all the hotels right that's, around here, man. That's what we're hoping. You know, we need to get some ho- some restaurant back in Ruby Tuesdays, and and it's being marketed. I see it on Facebook. I talk to the realtor. You know, I mean, we're trying. But uh, we do have some restaurants there. We have, uh, you know, all those hotels. The other communities that we speak about don't have that. So between the commercial trade that we have, if we can just continue to work toward getting the ballpark a little better, I think that's exactly the plan and that's exactly what is going to happen. We're already, Richard already turned down. He had a tournament that was going to be booked up for 12 weeks. But we, we just they could they could tell us we would get twelve weekends. But I mean we just weren't ready yet. I mean when I finished, um, but the new concession stand will open in the next the, the existing concession stand. Freeman's has taken over that. <coughs> I went to the opening ceremonies. There was a huge line. People were eating. Uh, you know we all know if you either go to the go to Freeman's or if you've ever been to God. There's so many events that Freeman's caters. If you've ever been to, you know, a golf tournament or, you know, a party or some of those events that they do, their food is excellent. So I think uh, think it's going to be a good match. Real good. Looking forward to it. (coughs) A few other resolutions. Um, One, uh, accepting the Municipal Water Pollution Prevention Environmental Audit Report. Yeah, that's something we have to do every year. We get audited. Uh, Vince, it's tons of paperwork, and uh, it all went well. So uh, he was even complimented by some of our council members of, of what a good job he had put together. Uh, so that was good. And uh, the new director, that'll be the next things we get to. Exactly. Um, Vince inherits a brand-new sewer system, but now handing over this 20-year-old facility to Craig Girard. Yeah, that's exactly what's <laughs> happening. Craig Girard is a 35-year-old licensed professional engineer. Uh, I think he's up for the task, but, uh, yeah, he's getting past the hot potato. He's got a lot of things to do. He uh, And Vince reminds him constantly he's got 70-something days work days left. So, uh, But that leaves us a six-month transition. So, you know... Uh, Mr. Gerard's charge is to learn everything he can because Vince has been there for 17 years. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge in there and got a brand new plant and kind of knows it inside out. So he's doing his best to pass on that knowledge and uh, I'm excited. We needed to find someone. I am glad we found someone, uh, you know, at a time where we have a good transition. But uh, yeah, th- that happened last, the other night as well. All right. One other appointment, yep. uh, Cedra Davenport Cedra. is the new Cedra. Cedra thank you, new uh, tax collector. Yes, Cedra's worked for the city for quite a long time, but uh, I really recruited Cedra to take Cynthia's place because I, I just think she's going to do a great job. Uh, they all work in kind of a pool environment, so taxes next to finance. Cedra's always worked in finance, but there's a lot of uh, going back and forth mm. and and working familiarity. Yeah, between the departments. And so uh, she was my choice, and it took a little while. It's kind of like with Joe. When Joe was going to be the public works director, it took a little convincing 
because you know it's a big step for a city longtime city employee to step out of civil service. That's what I was going to ask. That is, you know, that's the difference. So, uh, but it's worked great with Joe, and it's going to work great with Cedra. So I'm excited about that. And she's actually, while she was just ratified, she's since new budget. So since November, she has been working in the uh, tax office. So there again, I got about a six-month transition, which is really good. Uh, and Miss Cynthia, you know, she's got the record. I mean, she's worked for the city for 50 years. Is that right? Yeah, 50 years. So My goodness. She had come to me last year and given me a date that she was going to retire. So it would have been, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but let's just say it was November of last year. Then she popped back in my office a few months later and said, I miscalculated. I need to make till April. Uh, if I can make till April, then, I, you know, I'll have 50 years. She was determined to have 50 years. So I said, look, at 49 years and counting, you can do whatever you want. You can tell me whenever you want. So uh, great lady, been there a long time. Uh, you know, as long as I've been a taxpayer, she's been who I go to. I remember the very first time I went, I bought a building downtown at 21, I think, so I was 22, and I had to pay taxes. And I was like, well, what is this ripoff, you know? <laughs> what, what am I doing with this, you know? And I had to go down. So I went down to see why I was paying taxes, and it was her. And I remember she was like, well, you know, get used to it. <laughs> you know, I don't know her real well. But Very her, nice lady. Her disposition seems to be perfect for that job. I'm telling you, and that's where I think Cedra's going to be a great fit as well. But, yes, yeah, make you laugh while you're paying your taxes. You know, mm-hmm. come on. There's not too many people that can, can do that, you know? No doubt. Uh, wish her the best in retirement. Yep, uh, we do too. Already talked about the uh, historical district issue. Uh, Kevin Zerang offered up the budget to actual uh, reports. Yeah, and if anything on that, we have a few departments that aren't spending their allotted money for various capital outlay projects or acquisitions fast enough. So uh, we're working on that. But uh, as you could see in the presentation, you know, everything is pretty much clicking along uh you know within budget we just have a few departments that uh we have six months left so what we try to do is is meet often and we have the six months mark is i'll start saying you know when are you going to order this or when are you going to get when is this coming in or why didn't you you know purchase this of the things that uh, they had asked for so it's a good time to do that so that you can recoup i don't want to get till the end of the year and then some of those things are done and now we're talking about new budget so, uh, but all the budget looks in line, and it was a good little quick review. Anything out of council remarks or uh, your announcements uh, of note? Not really. You know, we uh, everybody talked about the Pepperplex uh, that opening and how good it was to see all of those little young kids. And Richard Romero was totally correct when he adjusted our plan that we turf all four T-ball fields. We weren't really looking at doing that. Well, now they become practice fields for the big kids, you know, because it's the exact size as an infield. The other thing it does is, like he suggested, if we're going to build back that park, you can't get the kids back who are playing in other ballparks already. So the good thing about last Saturday, and everybody remarked about that, was seeing so many little kids in T-ball and – now that those fields are turf, they won't miss games. They, you know, it's, it's, it's nicer. It's rare that you have kids that young getting to play on turf. So we are hoping that that's the future of our ballpark because I think it is. Uh, but everybody talked about who had gone to the opening, how, how, you know, encouraged they were, and the money we've spent and the project we've committed to long term. You know, it's nice to see it working. 
And then uh, a couple of us talked about Cane River, of course, uh, because that was a big deal. And I don't remember too much else, to tell you the truth. So, Any other project updates you want to talk about? I don't know. Still kind of, you know, nothing's really changed in two weeks. We kind of hit that last time. Um, rebidding Bank Park that was out of the budget. A couple of the projects that we could let. Uh, at the last meeting, um, I'm seeing paperwork going back and forth and contractors are getting their bonds and their acts together and we're getting stuff from the state to be able to proceed on those. Um, existing projects, I've been kind of riding around this week when I had a few minutes and kind of seeing where we are. The marina behind City Hall, I met with the contractor this morning. He's got a list to wrap up and then there's one other we have a little money left and there's one other thing that we might add with the money we have that was allocated for the project so we're kind of kicking that around um future projects there the school park elementary the little phase one to get a few things up to speed so we can use one wing that uh talk to the architect that's coming out for bid we're going to demo we're not ready to do the skate park that won't come till the end of the year the beginning of next year at city park at tier gates the old swimming pool but we are going to go ahead and tear down what's left of the uh, old pool house and get that whole area cleaned up. So that's going to happen pretty soon. That's about to go out to bid. Um, I saw some preliminaries on the bathroom and stage at the steam pavilion. That's probably three months, four months from coming out to bid. Felicity's landing. The piles are in. The paperwork's in. The contractor probably a month from now, three weeks to a month from now, I think we'll... we'll uh, float down there and start doing that um, so a lot of things going on a lot of projects coming we met this morning um, in conjunction with that half a million dollars to tear buildings down the bigger picture is all of our adjudicated property we made a field trip to Lafayette to see how they handle their adjudicated property because they do some things differently and we have a huge whip you know as much adjudicated property as Lafayette does so we got some pointers, and the people who run their program there really opened their doors to us. We had an ordinance meeting this morning, and you'll see probably June we'll be bringing some revamping of how we internally handle the adjudicated property, try to move some along, try to get it back in commerce, try to get it to where it's uh, off of our care. So that's coming. I'm excited about that because that is a, a huge problem that we have in our community. Um, but just, you know, just working, government, day-to-day. Yesterday, I noticed Clico, or a contractor for Clico, was doing some work on Iberia St. Peter's Street. Made me think, uh, how are those negotiations going? Um, We're back at it. Uh, The council will start meeting next month, early May, first week of May, I think. They meet with representatives from Clico. And so to do it a little differently, we are having them broke into groups that uh, two- and three-people sessions And so uh, all of the council will get a chance to sit at the table and work with Clico through issues and, you know, questions and go back and forth. So that's the first step of renegotiating. So that's coming. I have a few new ideas and a few new ways to maybe accomplish what we need, but those meetings have to happen. On a separate note, we've had a seminar with an attorney to talk about how you could go and challenge the rates at the public service commissioner. That's a whole nother animal, but uh, it has nothing really related directly to do with the franchise agreement. But uh, talks on that are actually still going on. 
So, yeah, Clico's on everybody's mind, and we will continue to work that. I don't say there's a huge – we need to get through May and uh, kind of proceed from there. All right. Anything else you want to add before we let you go? No, I think that's it. I appreciate it, and I uh, hope everybody has a good weekend for the Spanish Festival, and uh, I'll see you in two weeks. All right. Looking forward to it as always.